Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk and Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. We have a lot to talk about to go into this week. My name is Hayden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Let's do it. So, um... The first thing we'll get into, we do have a couple things to talk about today. Some good, some bad, obviously. Um, but Canisius does lose a couple games this weekend, this past weekend, to Iona and Fairfield. Uh, the, it, the Fairfield game was the game they should have won. They ended up losing that game 63-55, uh, to 55, and they lost to Iona uh, by three down in New Rochelle. That was 69-66. to 66. Um but I think I, I didn't watch either of the games just because I, I was busy both of the days. Um, but it seemed like there's two games they probably should have won. I think they should have came out of the mm-hmm. weekend with a, a split, but that just yeah. did not happen. I know the Iona game. I, I remember I watched a, a portion of the second half. Um, they were trailing by, I think, upwards or close to at least of t- like 20 points yeah. uh, later in the game, I think with like 10, 15 minutes to go in the second half. and. They ended up pulling off quite the rally. I want to say it was like an 18-19-0 run to get themselves back into the game within one possession, mm-hmm. but obviously just couldn't close it out down the stretch. Um, in the uh, the Fairfield game, that was the one I, I kind of know less about. Uh, yeah. you know, as you said, I was also pretty busy. I didn't have the chance to tune yeah. into that one. But, um, you know, obviously, again, it's, you know, a single-digit point loss. But if I'm not mistaken, I think that was another one where they were kind of back and forth. They were – they were there a lot of the time, you know. It was, it was right. a close lead. Jesus Cruz with twenty-one off, uh, twenty-one points for Fairfield to help lead them. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so yeah, I'm just kind of looking here. It was uh, it was forty-eight, forty-eight with uh, around eight minutes to go, and then it looks like a bit of a run for Fairfield ended up uh, securing the securing the deal for the Stags. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, at, you know, with that, with those some of those results, I you know, might as well just kind of run through the. The, the standings at this yeah. point. I mean, it, it, everything is still extremely even. Oh, we're, yeah, we're, absolutely. We're getting down to, you know, yeah. we're just about at the halfway point, uh-huh. and uh, it's still really, really tight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at it, I mean, Mammoth. Three and a half games separate uh, first to last yeah. right now. I mean, Mammoth, you know, they, they stand alone at 6-2 and two on the top, which is honestly surprising. I yeah. can't even think of the last time somebody was able to stand alone yeah. <laughs> at the top of the – and by a, a one full game too. I know, right? It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's 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 it's, un, it's I I can't even fathom yeah. it to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, second place, Quinnipiac. They sit five and three in league play. Uh, Riders, Siena. They are tied for third at five and four. Mm-hmm. Niagara, after their four and two start, they lost two last week. They dropped to four and four, along with uh, its four way tie there, four and four between Niagara, Manhattan, Fairfield, and St. Peter's. Iona, three and five, and then the Griffs and Marist. Bring up the rear at three and six in league play, and Canisius and Marist will play each other this week, and that yes. game is uh, a Super Bowl Sunday matinee. Yes, Canisius' um, other opponent this weekend is Quinnipiac. Uh, that game will be on Friday. Yes, my, and, my pick to win the MAC. Yes, um, right now, right now, mine is still Manhattan. But <laughs> um, surprising result between them and Siena on uh, Sunday. That was Siena eighty-four, Quinnipiac sixty-one. Yeah, that was a bit of a blowout. Um, I, I did happen to see that. I, I, in I, Albany, I did a little bit of a double take there. I can't, I can't lie to you. I was not expecting. I mean, we all know that Sienna. You know, when you have the Jalen Pickett factor, yep. you're always in games for sure. Um, 
So he, he had 25 points on 13 shots. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, Manny Camper put up 19 in that game. Elijah Burns had 19. Uh, uh, Gary Harris is in the starting lineup now. He put up eight. Uh, Don Carey put up eight as well. Uh, but that game was just like a, a second half domination. It was 40 to 37 Siena at the half. But then the Saints just rolled them yeah. over in the second half. It was 44 to 24 mm-hmm. was the scoring margin of the second half. I thought that was really, really surprising. And by the way, I know this was one of your favorite stats. Sienna, 9 and 0 at home on the yep. year, 0 and 9 <laughs> on the road. Overall, that is. Yeah. To this day, it's still one of the weirder statistics. That is. And, um, you know, in all of college basketball. Probably, I, I would assume. And and even with this number of games, you know, I, I overall I thought that Sienna and it, I know a couple people that also expressed this sentiment that Sienna was probably going to be about a 500 team this year. Mm-hmm. And they're nine and nine. They're 500. This is true. But look at the home and away sports. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if Sienna can win. A road game at yeah, some point. Yeah, kind of reminds I mean, me of Purdue in the Big Ten. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, them, they're 9-2 yeah. and two at home, 1-6 and six on the road. Right. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, Siena will play. They'll go on the road this weekend, so, you know, maybe yeah, they'll lose right. two more. Who knows? Uh, they'll play Iona Friday, St. Peter's Sunday. Yeah. Hey, I, man, like you said, they can win a game on the road. Maybe, right. maybe they can yeah, contend. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe St. Peter's will be the one. That one was the St. Peter's start time is weird because the Super Bowl is on Sunday. Yes. And – Super Bowl kicks off at 6.30, mm-hmm. and Siena-St. Peter's starts at 4. And that is college basketball always sets it up so there is no games going on during the Super Bowl in the entire country. Correct. So that 4 o'clock game is the last game in the country to start. Huh. That's very at, interesting. At I wonder why that is. Yeah. So outside of that, Utah and UCLA tip off at 3 o'clock. That game is out west, but... Outside of that, no games start after two o'clock on Super Bowl Sunday. There, there's only a handful of uh, there's only a handful of games. A couple at noon, a handful start at one, a couple start at two. Then you have those three and those four o'clock. But I, I thought it was weird. And it's a bit of a grievance I have with the Mac, I guess. Right now, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, but that um, is yeah, it, it's yeah, it's just an unusual, quirky thing. And most Sunday afternoon Mac games start at two o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. This is their only four o'clock start of the year. Really? On a Sunday. On a, not on a Super Bowl Sunday. On Super Bowl That's Sunday. That's very so weird. I, that, weird planning by the Mac. Weird planning by St. Peter's. I don't know who decided the start time of that <laughs> game. But it was weird. <laughs> I thought, at least. R- ruling, it's weird. It is weird. Uh, weird Mac thing. I do, however, uh, speaking of you know teams towards the top of the Mac, let's go to the team at the top of the Mac, Monmouth. Monmouth. 6-2 and two in yep. the league, 12-7 and seven overall. On a four-game winning streak right now. Yep. They they have looked good. They I have mean, looked. They have looked. I mean, nine put up ninety four against Iona uh, over the weekend. T- Eleven point win over Niagara, uh, eighty two seventy one. Uh, the uh, Niagara game was at home. They were on the road at Iona when they defeated the Gales. That was Monmouth without EJ Crawford as well. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll be back on uh, on Friday against Siena. Mm-hmm. Um, he was out that game. I, I wasn't aware he was out. I didn't hear that, but he only he only did miss one game, and he's the max leading scorer, 17 points a game. Um, having him back is is big for Iona, even though they are they are struggling right now. But I feel like that's been the theme of this year. What's going on with Iona? Yeah, they're three and five now. You right. just don't know, right? With that team right this now, is, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Bonmouth will play St. Peter's. 
tonight. That game is tonight, 7 o'clock. Um, you have the, the full slate on Friday, the full slate on Sunday, and then Tuesday, Monmouth will play Fairfield that is as correct. well. Um, another team we can talk about, I think, is Quinnipiac. They're they're doing good now. They're 5-3, second place. Um, Speaking of Quinnipiac, I, do, I, I did not realize this until earlier today when I was just browsing ESPN, Okay, and I noticed Quinnipiac's Kevin Marfo. Yep. He leads the league in rebounds per game right now. Or the, not the league, excuse me, the entire country in rebounds per game at 13.7 yeah, rebounds he's, a game. He's, I, I think he's 6'10", Yeah, I want to say. Um, the MAC, 10, that's not the first time in you know the past decade or so that the MAC has had the nation's leading rebounder because mm-hmm. uh, Sienna had OD and Asiki um, a handful. You're probably close to a decade ago now. I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> um, that was probably close to a decade ago. So, that's the second time that's happened recently. Yeah, believe it or not, I just found that I found that very interesting. Just because you know, obviously you look at points per game. You got your, your Marcus Howard's, of course. He's leading it at twenty-eight right, of course. by, by yeah. two points. Un- unreal. Player. Yeah, I mean that he is he is a stud. Yeah, absolute stud, absolute treat to watch. But you know, I, you, you look you look at the other stats. I mean Xavier Simpson from Michigan's leading the lead, or the the country in assists per game. Uh, Yudoka Asbuki uh, leading the nation in field goal percentage. And then you have Kevin Marfo yeah. from Quinnipiac yeah. leading the nation in rebounds per game. Right? So I absolutely have to They, they have Rich him. Kelly averaging 17 a game. I, I do want to go back and correct one thing I said a couple minutes ago. It is Rich Kelly that is leading the league in uh, points. He's at 17.3. E.J. Crawford is at 17.0. Mm. So that's uh, that's my mistake. I apologize <laughs> for that. Um yeah, so Rich Kelly's on top of the league in points. Kevin Marfo's leading in rebounding. Uh, Marfo also averages ten points a game. He's their only. They're their only two in double figures. But I feel like that's, you know, kind of the only thing that they've need. They've needed. Rich Kelly has really found his offensive game this year because these past two years, I've said, oh, Rich Kelly is one of the Mac's best defensive players, and he is. He's a guy who gets after it. Yeah, and now. He's really finding his offensive game. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the guy who would find it this year was Jacob Rigoni. Um, Rigoni is a junior as well. He's averaging nine a game. Um, he's a brilliant shooter. Very, very good shooter. He shoots uh, it's 38% from uh, three. Or no, 40% from three. I'm sorry. Wow. He shoots 40% from three. Um one of the best shooters in the league. He's a guy I love watching play. I'm really looking forward to watching him play on Friday. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing that game. I think yeah, that, that'll be that, a, that'll be that'll be an interesting one here between uh, Canisius and Quinnipiac on Friday. Um, so we'll transition into uh, our next segment here. Obviously, we all know uh, the news that happened on Sunday with uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, along with his daughter Gianna, seven others passing away in a uh, tragic helicopter accident in Calabasas, California. And we, we've all spent the last couple days since then talking about his legacy. And obviously he didn't play college basketball, but he did leave a legacy on college basketball as, as well as all uh, all other levels of basketball. Um, I mean, you, you you know, looking at so many players in college today mm-hmm. in the pros today, especially younger guys. Right. Um, you know, they were Kobe was like the guy to a lot of those he players. Was, yep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we kind of discussed this the other day when we were we were talking about 
you know, the the, the whole accident and just yeah. the, the, the hole that Kobe is leaving. Um, it's just, you know, you and I, I mean, we're, I'm 20, you know, you'll be, you'll be 20 soon. Yep. Uh, you know, we are, our, when we were growing up, it was LeBron's, well, not, not necessarily LeBron's league, but like LeBron right. was the more so the guy that we grew up with, you know what yeah. I mean? Kobe came in the league four year, four years before we were born. Right. So when we were four or five, that's when LeBron came into the league. That's right. when he got drafted and, you know. You know, I just kind of yeah. grew up watching LeBron yeah. and focusing more on LeBron, not to mention I was an East Coast guy. Right. LeBron was in Cleveland. Kobe Absolutely. was in L.A. playing late at night, so I really never got the chance to watch him. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, like, when I first got the news, I was actually driving to uh, pick up my younger brother from a friend's house, and I had my phone on my uh, passenger side seat, mm-hmm. and I, I saw I got a text so at, a, at a red light, you know, because I, I am responsible. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I picked it up and I glanced in it and it was a text from my, my, my friend Maddie and she said, did Kobe Bryant just die? And I said, and my first thought that I came through my head was like, no, what, what are you, what are yeah. you talking about? Like, how, <laughs> yeah. how does that even work? And then another, it was in a group chat and then another friend texted, yeah, they're saying it was a helicopter crash. And, I, and then like, that's when it started getting, yeah. me. And I was like, oh, wait, are you like, these are yeah. two people now telling happening? me this, did this yeah. actually happen? So I quick you know, before the light turned green, jumped on Twitter super fast. And sure enough, I saw the TMZ article yeah. and all the P and the first tweet I saw was from, um, an, a, another guy I follow on Twitter, just saying like, I'm sick to my stomach. That yeah. was before I even saw anything about right, Kobe. Right. So my, my initial thought was, you, this happened. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I couldn't even fathom it. Mm-hmm. Like my heart went from like my chest down to my stomach. Right. You know, it was, it was really kind of surreal, and yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. You know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. I was able to actually get to my my brother's friend's house and just kind of sit there for a second, and just kind of read everything and see yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Like, you know, my mind was just racing. Yeah. What could have happened? And you know, then you saw all the rumors how it was him and his, all four of his daughters, right. and, and Rick Fox was on board, and Which, you it know. was just it was just a mess for a, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, all the, there is so many you know uh, media reports that were. Uh, false yes and, yes yeah yeah sorry i couldn't think of that word there but that was uh <clears throat> it, it was just uh it's probably a moment i'll never forget you know what i mean yeah. like a lot of people will say like in my my grandfather and you know my, my dad's older so like his generation as well saying you know they knew where they were when uh jfk got assassinated or like you know people knew where they were when 9-11 happened yeah i mean i'm sure I, those aren't you know yeah absolutely. those aren't even close right of course but this, like yeah but. You know, it's just kind of the thing in the world of sports where right. it's like, you know, and you may remember where you were when you heard the news, you know. The thing, so, I was I was in my dorm room. I, I live on campus. You do not. Um, but I, I was in my dorm room, and I was watching TV, and my roommate Jay was sitting next to me on the other chair, and he was scrolling through Twitter. He's like, Kobe died. And I'm like, Kobe who? He's like, <laughs> Bryant. And I'm like, huh? No. Yeah, right. That's not that's not right. And, like, I, I didn't believe him at first. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, I, I scrolled, uh, I opened up Twitter. I immediately saw the TMZ tweet, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, I, I we immediately flipped to ESPN, and, you know, all the reports started coming out and all that, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the fact Woj that— Woj ended up tweeting. Yeah. It, it was about 10, 15 minutes later. It, it, it felt like an hour, mm-hmm. but it was— right. In reality, yeah, I, was, I, I, I was looking back at the timestamps. It was about a 15-minute difference between the TMC tweet uh-huh. and Woj's tweet. Um, 
and you know the same thing for me i was just my heart just completely sunk yeah and uh i started texting a bunch of my friends and my parents and whatnot about it and um it's one of those moments, obviously, you know, not close to, you know, JFK or 9-11 or any of that. Yeah, absolutely not. But I, I, I say it's comparable to, say, a John Lennon for, you know, our yeah, grandparents' generation. I would say or, so. Or an Elvis absolutely. Presley. Um, my parents' gender, my parents are in their early 40s. Um, so I'd say comparable for them, for Princess Diana yeah. and uh, maybe Kurt Cobain. Uh-huh. Princess Diana died on my, on the day of uh, my parents' wedding, oh, wow. actually. So, uh, comparable to that, maybe people in their 30s and 40s right now as well. Michael Jackson mm. about 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I just and think... I'd say for our generation, the one that we will not forget. Yeah, we'll no, remember exactly where not. we were and what we were doing when we found out yeah. about Kobe Bryant's death. I mean, it's just, just crazy seeing all the, the tweets and the, the tribute videos and mm-hmm. it, it was just, it was very, it was just an emotional death right. day. I mean, right. I just couldn't you know think about much else other than like you know like kobe was always running through my mind the entire day yeah you know what i mean and even ever since i was gonna say i can't i i have not gone a day without i I haven't gone more than like a couple hours or so honestly me too to be honest yeah it's it's just something that i i don't think i don't think it's that that thought and just that you know that sudden realization of damn you know kobe's He's gone. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think that that is going to – it's going to sink in for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, much – you know, you and I, I mean, we didn't watch his whole – I mean, he was winning championships when we were toddlers. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. So, like, it, it's – I can't even imagine how people who are, you know, a decade or so older than us, right. especially those that live in Los Angeles and are diehard Laker mm-hmm. fans, you know, I mean, this this hit you and I pretty hard, but I, I cannot imagine yeah. how hard, you know, fans of the Lakers mm-hmm. and – you know, just fans of Kobe in general mm-hmm. are, are feeling and, and taking this. Um, it, it speaks volumes that uh, so many people immediately flocked to Staples Center. Oh, and absolutely. They had the memorials up uh-huh. like that, it seemed yeah, like. And, yeah. um, I mean, just the fact that the Grammys was going on that night and people, you know. People like, and and people at the Grammys are like, they're saying, no, don't come here. Yeah. Like, yeah screw not, you. Yeah, We're not exactly, coming. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think the thing that made it even more heartbreaking than it already was with Kobe dying was uh, Gigi. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And and you had known we we all had known that um, she was this this amazing player, mm-hmm. and um, obviously Kobe had a great <coughs> relationship with all four of his daughters, but it seemed like she was the one who he uh-huh. clung to the most Absolutely. of the four I thought, of them. I, I'm assuming you saw Al Duncan from SportsCenter. Yes. Her, her, yes. If you haven't seen it, that was a very yes. touching if, yeah, video. If you, if you haven't seen it, it's all over SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. Go watch it, Yeah, it was please. very, yes, it's, it was very, yeah. very powerful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she just mentioned how his oldest daughter was more of a volleyball player. Yep. His youngest was an infant, and yeah. his his uh, second or excuse me, third youngest was you know only three or four. Yeah, she yeah three or four. Yeah, yeah. but Gigi was you know thirteen. Yeah, and yeah. she was hooping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she was. There were so many. I I remember the there, first. There were so time, many similarities. I mean, uh-huh. I went back like a bunch. Some of her highlight videos ended up making the rounds on Twitter. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's kinda, an exact it's, replica. It is. Of, it is. Uh, I mean, there's an old video of I I I believe it surfaced a little bit, uh, in in the, the past few days, but um, of the the 
like the frame by frame comparison of Michael yeah. Jordan and Kobe, like on their fadeaways mm-hmm. and just you know certain certain plays where it's literally like you're looking in a mirror. Yeah. But it's two completely different players. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could see the same thing with yeah. with Gigi and Kobe as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fadeaway, her jab step, mm-hmm. you know, just her mid range game as a whole, and how she would you know drive to the hole and like you know what I mean? Yeah. You just saw like right. that's that's Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. if he was 13 years old. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just it's heartbreaking you know just to lose kobe is tough enough but to lose her as well yeah. just with the bright and future she had and the potential for you know her to really boost the women's game just mm-hmm. because and, and kobe was a really strong supporter absolutely of the women's game. and we had known that for a while and um one thing i thought was cool is that the yukon women's team played that, yes. um they played an exhibition game against team usa i think they were, that game was on monday or tuesday night Mm-hmm. And I think it was Monday night, yeah, because today is Wednesday, so yeah, Monday night. And Gigi had had her heart set on playing at UConn, yeah. And yeah. they put out a jersey and flowers, I saw that. like yeah, that they was left really a, cool. they left a a chair for her on. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that yeah. was really that was really cool. Yeah. I did see that. Um, and of course you have to of course bring up you know the seven others that yeah, passed away in the, in, the, yeah. in the crash. I mean I don't I don't have all their names on hand. You yeah, know, I apologize for that. But the, I mean the, the, three, the Alta, yeah the, the Alta Belli family is the um, one that I can remember off the top of my head. Yep. And you know while you know John Altabelli the he was he was the head baseball coach at I think it was, was Orange Coast yes, College, Orange Coast Community College, or something something like that. I yeah. actually looked that up to yeah you know, make I, sure I I'm not that, spewing then it wrong was, information. Um, but Christina Mauser. Mm-hmm. Um, the, she was an assistant coach for the team that Gigi played on. Uh, the other mother and daughter, uh, a, as well as the pilot. I mean, that, that's the thing. I think it's important to remember all of them as yes, well. Absolutely. Um, I mean, so. yeah, and you know, as as I was saying, you know, John Altabelli, he was a, you know, a, a renowned baseball coach. You right. know what I mean? I yeah. mean that 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 program, from what I was able to gather. Was is a, one of the best junior college yes, programs in the country. Absolutely, and yeah. I mean that's that's a credit to him and yeah, you know his, and, and his daughter, and, of course, and as well as his wife. Uh, and you he know. was a well-known coach in the Cape Cod League. You know, uh, he coached Aaron Judge. He coached Jeff McNeil of the New York Mets, as well. I think a handful of other uh, uh-huh. current Major League Baseball players. Um, so yeah, I think it. This is one of those things that just rips you to your core yeah. and i know that Shaq went on tv last night and yeah s- and spoke that, that entire inside the about NBA, seven minutes yeah it was that entire like the pregame show as well as the yeah. postgame show where they had uh they had rick fox and Derek fisher come on yep they had jerry west on earlier in the in the evening that that whole program was yeah very touching i know it's a it's, it's a bit of a long i want to say it's maybe close to two hours but yeah you know if you're interested in that i absolutely recommend you know, taking the time out of your day to to, to tune into that because mm-hmm. that was, you know, a lot of heartfelt speeches from yeah. guys who knew Kobe. I mean, you know, who, you know, few people knew Kobe better than guys like Jerry West, Jerry Derek West, Fisher, yeah, Rick Fox, especially Lamar Shaq, Odom. Lamar Odom, of course, um, you know. I mean, even LeBron. Yeah. Uh, his tribute. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you know, speaking of LeBron, um, just the fact that they postponed the, the game that right. was supposed to be played last night. Um, between the Clippers and Lakers at Staples yep. Center, uh, you know, I think that just expresses volumes of it does. how and big that of a the deal la- this and was. And that the Lakers have still 
that's the only thing they have posted on social media that the game was yes. postponed since Sunday. Right. That is the only thing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's extremely telling of yeah, you know how just how big of a deal this is to the city of Los Angeles, to mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Lakers organization as a whole, to LeBron James, of course. I mean, he was of great friends mm-hmm. with Kobe. I mean, they were the two, they were the guys from absolutely since LeBron I mean, Kobe came Bryant the was. League. I mean the. The, the Lakers have had a ton of stars over the years. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm-hmm. Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Uh, I don't think anyone was more beloved than Kobe Bryant. And no, I, I don't think so. And in the early 2000s when Kobe and Shaq were having their feud, Shaq went to Jerry Buss and basically said, choose him or me. Yeah. Everyone chose Kobe. Yeah, Everyone. true. The, the fans, the, true. Play, the other players, the executives. It's true. And I think that really speaks volumes to how important he was mm-hmm. to, uh, excuse me, to that organization. Another thing that I want to go back to is the video of Kobe and Gianna that that went virals. It's about a month ago now. Oh, that, um, it was kind of a meme. But yeah, it, it was a meme for yeah. a while. They were at, um, I think it was a Brooklyn Nets uh, against. Uh, I want to say it was Atlanta the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks. I think yeah, it was Atlanta because if I remember correctly, she 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 was a big fan how, of Trey Young. Yes, 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 and, yes. Um, you know, that said a lot, I mean, about their relationship. They were sitting courtside. He was breaking it down for her. And I know I know that video did turn into a meme a little bit. Um, but now I think it serves as a stark reminder Absolutely. as to their relationship. Absolutely. I mean, um, they were, you know, you just seeing that video, and there are so many other examples of on Kobe's social media you know, there's yeah. so many pictures of him and her and mm-hmm. just as his, with his family as a whole. I, I, I mean, think that will be the lasting memory. That yeah, we have absolutely. It was just that, that father-daughter relationship. And, of course, you know, Al Duncan's piece starting the whole, you know, hashtag girl dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing a lot of, you know, members of the world of sports and just members of the media yeah. and athletes and a- actors, at, yeah. you know, all over the and world. And even, you know. The Sabers had a moment of silence. Yeah, for Kobe exactly, Bryant last exactly. Night. And it, yeah. it, it wasn't just this. Isn't just this a isn't basketball, just basketball thing. This isn't this isn't just a sports thing. Right. There was a moment of silence for him at the Grammys. You know yeah. what I mean? This is a this this extends beyond. Mm-hmm. I, I think I tweeted about this, but I I, I just kind of said how when I picked my brother up after I'd found out, I told him I was like, dude, Kobe Bryant died, and he was like, what? And this yeah. is my younger brother, sixteen years old, yeah. who has grown up. I have. You know, I've loved sports my entire life since mm-hmm. I was three or four years old. I've been watching sports, and no matter, you know, I'll, I'll watch anything. You know, yeah. basketball, hockey, soccer, football, the list goes on. Yeah. But he never, he never, for whatever reason, he never got into it. You know, mm-hmm. he was always more of a a, a, a music guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's really into video games and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. even he knew the... Yeah just how big of a deal this was he had you know? he had such a cultural impact yeah absolutely and i think that, that was what i kind of mentioned in my tweet just saying that he transcended sports yes. you know he was a cultural I icon mean, and you know i know this has been kind of the thing that has been discussed a lot on especially on social media just the whole you know when you're younger what do you say when you throw a yeah a, a crumpled up piece paper into a that. trash can you know say, he he changed the way that an entire generation <laughs> of people threw something into a damn trash can. I know exactly. Like, like you, I've I, done it. Absolutely. You've done it. Everyone's I think done everybody's it. Everybody's done yeah. it. You know what I mean? You, you, especially you know, you're 30, 20 feet away from the trash can. You yell Kobe and you toss it. You know yeah. what I mean? 
And, and that's the precision. Yeah, exactly. In. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, even like I remember when I was younger, like 14, 15, I was like, I played a lot of Call of Duty. And like whenever I'd throw a grenade, I'd say, Kobe, you know, like <laughs> just goofy stuff like yeah. that. Like, it, it, like all those, when I, when I first saw that, obviously I was heartbroken, but at that same time, a lot of memories came back mm-hmm. to me that were like, you know, damn, I forgot about that. Or, yeah. you know, especially of just, you know, Kobe's play as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first one of the first things I did when I got home was I watched the highlights of his eighty one point game. Yeah. You know, I, I, I watched the eighty one point game. I watched I probably watched the I yeah, ESPN had the his, yeah, his last final game. game. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I watched that I watched was Monday the night of that. as well. I that watched was really that nice. game. Uh the replay of that game. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, just overall just I, I've been struggling to find the words for it. I know I I did write um my side of yeah our our, our piece which will yes uh, that'll be in the yeah him and I are co-writing um a piece that'll yeah, run a bit of a the, tribute editorial on, type thing that'll yeah. run on Friday morning yeah so if you're listening um, read yes it. <laughs> go ahead either um, online or in the paper yeah both do both yeah why not um but I don't think there's I don't think we can say enough about yeah um, just i mean we could we could expand we, we could go on, on for hours yeah absolutely i mean i wrote disclaimer i went over word count <laughs> um or my and uh by about 150 words i wrote about 850 words yeah on it. and um i was writing it last night i i ended up being the last one awake in my dorm last night which well, that's a shocker which never happened that's a stunner right there um, jay ashdown that, wasn't up playing ncaa yeah. football that's a shocker that that never happens <laughs> Um, I, th- I think that was probably the first time that didn't that happened this year. I was yeah, the last right? one awake, and it was like ten thirty too. That's a stunner. So I was like, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write it right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it took me forty five minutes an hour to write it, and I was at eight hundred and fifty. I'm like, mm-hmm. I I could keep going, yeah. and, and do and double. That's, this, that's the thing. But like, like when I, I imagine, I'm probably gonna get around to writing that at some point tonight, whether it be later tonight or when I, you know, because mm-hmm. after this, I'm, I'm gonna be heading home. And yeah, gonna be good. Get a bite to eat or something, and then mm-hmm. I may sit down and write it. Um, but I, w- I was thinking about it, and I was just like, you know, this is the type of piece where, you know, before I even write it, I know I'm just gonna like just expound and just keep going, and like yeah. I'll probably get to like 700, 800 words and still have like. 500 to a thousand more words of stuff I could right. say or draw from, you know what I mean? Like just the, the number of iconic plays mm-hmm. and iconic highlights and moments and just in, in his post retirement with his daughter and his right. family and, you know, just the stuff he's done for the game and especially in the, for the women's game as well, just yeah. having four daughters and, yeah. you know, there he, were, he was a big proponent. Yeah, absolutely. It. I mean, you saw him in LA Sparks games a lot. And, yeah. You know, it's. it's I feel it's, like he probably went to more LA Sparks games than he did Laker games. Mm-hmm. In and I, and you know, and there's there's that that story that said how when he retired, he really didn't watch much basketball anymore. Right. You know what I mean? But it was Gigi that really got him back into the game. Yeah. And watching basketball again, and and, I mean, and, the, and those two would break break down film. Yeah. Every single yeah. night. Yeah. And yeah, and he had his ESPN Plus series detail, um, yep. where he would he would cover a certain player. Which I, I didn't watch a ton of. I, I believe I watched one on, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank, but I I, I have watched a couple yeah, of them. I, and they I were they were well. very insightful yeah, and they were just, very interesting. You know, it's it's crazy. I mean, just the, the last thing I really can say on this whole deal is just, you know, it happened 
oh, far it's too three, soon. Number one, it happened far too soon, and number two, it's been now three days. And as I, as we mentioned earlier, I mean, you can't go an hour or two without it just running through your mind. Right. Like, you know, he's not going to be able to give a Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. You know, and I think Shaq Shaq and brought that, that up. That's going to be something. Yeah. That that uh, whole ceremony is going to yeah. be absolutely like that is going to be an absolute emotional yeah scene to yeah. Oh man, I and, can't even like begin you know, to think about. That. I hope the Lakers <laughs> win the title this year. Yeah, I know. I'm usually not a LeBron guy. I was always more of a Kobe guy than a LeBron guy. Yeah, but I want the Lakers to yeah. win the title this I year. Honestly, I honestly, I, yeah. I do too. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Clippers. Yeah. But at, at this point, like you know, I've always been a fan of LeBron. Um, you know, I've always liked his game, and you know, I, I didn't necessarily love him when he was in Miami, just because mm-hmm. you know, I to me that you're turning your back on the city of Cleveland, blah blah yeah. blah. That's you know, that's a whole other topic, but yeah, you know, once I kind of realized, like, you know, he is on par with Kobe and Michael Jordan. You yeah. know what I mean? You can just kind of enjoy his game and, and enjoy I, him playing. You know, I one and one thing I saw, the debate between the three should end, right? Yeah. Here. Just. Don't Absol- debate, just appreciate mm-hmm. the three of them. For, Absolutely, for I think, and I done. think that this this whole event, this tragic event, I think will, I think that uh, it will kind of fuel that that belief. That, yeah, you know, you you should just appreciate what you have until right. it's gone. You know, right? Because you never know. You absolutely you never know. You never know. You got to cherish every day, man. You just yeah, you, do you do not know. You do. And I also have to I have to also have to say that uh, you know the Lakers will be. As far as we know, that they will be they, playing their on, uh, f- their game on Friday, on Friday against Portland. That'll be on ESPN at ten thirty. Uh, tickets are the cheapest tickets are seven hundred eighty seven dollars, which is against, against the Clippers. They were running a thousand plus. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's crazy. I I, I absolutely will be tuning in. I'm sure absolutely. you'll be tuning in um, just to see the ceremony, how they how they take it, how they go about doing things. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I'm sure it will be a very powerful ceremony. I can't imagine that you know they'll you know they'll mess this up. They'll they'll do this the right they way. Will. They'll you know they 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 know what they have to do. They know yeah. how to do it. I'm sure it'll be absolutely very touching, very powerful. So, um, so we won't end on a negative note here. Um, <laughs> one last thing to get into a funny moment during Duke Pitt last night. Oh yes, 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 um, yes. With Coach K. So Jeff Capel is uh, Duke's head co- or Pitt's head coach. I'm sorry. Um. So, and he was an assistant at Duke for a really, really long time. Um, I believe he played there as well. Um, so, I, I guess a tradition that the the Cameron Crazies have is when an alumni or whoever comes back, they'll yell, they'll chant, come sit with us, come sit with us. And, you know, if an alumni being back for the game, they'll go h- and hang out with them for a little yeah. bit. Obviously, Jeff Capel was coaching <laughs> Pitt. So... The Crazies were doing that chant last night during the game, and you could see Coach K was getting agitated. Yeah, he was, was getting pissed off. I don't know if I've ever seen him that. Angry yeah. Before. So towards the end of the first half, he he's yelling over the bench, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" And the ref had to like hold him back because yeah. he was like getting because he was starting to go on the court, and it's like you don't want to get a technical foul screaming at your own student section. Uh-huh. Um. But anyway, the buzzer uh for the first half goes off. He walks over to the student section. He makes his way to the other side of the court, and he starts banging on his chest saying, he's one of us, he's one of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the funniest thing about that was just because people tweeted the video, oh, and you yeah, can just yeah, see yeah, Coach K, you can see his back. He has his back to the camera, and it's just this sea 
of Duke students. Yeah, just, that are just staring yeah, at. Yeah, just like, like straight oh, face, like, oh, yeah, what? You know, we messed bad. up here. <laughs> we we really um, messed up here. Yeah, it was funny. That, like them and the media members. Like, yeah, every, I don't think everyone any was point. looking at him like, oh, wide yeah, eyed. Like, uh oh, <laughs> we made a and, grave error here. You know, I I was, I I ended up pausing the video at uh, one point, and. It was with Coach K, you know, with his back to the camera, and he's staring at and he's yelling at all the students. And the students are all looking down. I'm like, this looks like a Renaissance painting. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Co- I can Coach see K is probably mean. the only coach in the country that can get away with doing that. Absolutely. That's a fact. <laughs> The I old, mean, maybe him and him and Tom Izzo. Maybe, maybe the only Tom Izzo. Maybe Tom Izzo. You know, can going get over to the zone or something like that. Yeah, something but. like that. <laughs> um. Maybe Bayheim, probably not. Yeah, no, but, probably not. Um, they probably they probably bully Bayheim or Beheim, something. Bayheim doesn't like anybody. This is this is this is the truth. <laughs> this is the truth. Ba- Jim Bayheim doesn't like anything. Yeah, I mean it's tough when his team kind of is not good. not good. I mean I don't imagine that helps his case, but no. Sorry, Syracuse. Love y'all. Yeah. yeah. Even though you didn't let me into your school, but yeah, that's okay. You know. We don't we don't hold grudges. It's all right. It's all right. We don't. You no, know, we don't hold grudges here on the Talk Talking <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought I, I just thought that was a funny. You yeah, know, that was that was a good moment. That's probably that's probably one of the funnier moments. It's yeah, happened and, this year. and it, uh, it you know, it was Pitt Duke. Like yeah, Duke ended up. I don't even know what the final score was. I'm sure Duke I think Duke won, won by double digits. I'm I don't sure. know what it was, but I don't think it was very close. Because I feel like if it was close, I would have seen something about it. Yeah, I was gonna say Duke won. Here we go. Let's find it. Yeah, seventy-nine to sixty-seven. There you go. Duke won that game. Yeah, I just thought it was, you know, just a funny thing that happened, and you know, it, it adds a little bit of flair to an otherwise, you know, bleh <laughs> matchup. But yeah. anyway, yeah, it was funny. So uh, I guess we'll wrap up here. Um, another episode of the Talking Smack podcast is uh, in the books. My name is Aiden Jolly, alongside Adam Gorski. Good night. <laughs>